What's up, soccer players? On this episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience, we'll be talking about your conditioning program. And we will break down exactly what you need as a player to go through your preseason and increase your conditioning um, in a way that is very effective and very safe. So stay tuned and hope you guys enjoy the episode. Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get to that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger. What's up, soccer players? Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? I'm good, bro. Just chilling. You know, just came back from work. So a lot of people today, I couldn't even document a single word on the computer. It's just back to back, back to back. But unlike me, somebody, somebody's looking so, somebody's looking, his skin is glistening right now. You know, he hasn't seen a patient in a few, in a few days. You know, he can't, he can't really understand my plot, really. This is true. Right there. This is, is. He's out. He's out. He's not working anymore. I'm chilling, man. I am done working um, for now, not forever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm. I've hit a lot of. Yeah, hopefully, man. I played so much <laughs> in the fall, man. I didn't win anything, but um, <laughs> yeah, I finished my job in in Hoboken, and um, I got about three weeks off before I moved to Orlando. Um, I'm actually driving down there on Friday. I'm pretty sure. Um, taking about a week long road trip, stopping in Philly, um, probably going to stop in Raleigh, Durham, going to stop in, I think Charleston and then end up in Orlando. So that'll be a fun little week project for me. And it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. So what we got today? What we got today? Today we're talking conditioning. Um, it's a something conditioning, stamina, um, match fitness, all of these kind of key flash words are players often target these things to to try to improve their game on the field. Um, so we're going to walk you guys through everything you need to know um, to make a conditioning program or to even assess the one you're currently using to see if it's actually effective. Um, so we're going to break it down into three phases, phase one, two, and three. And we're going to tell you what each one should consist of and uh, maybe some common mistakes that players do while in each phase. And yeah, so let's start it off with phase one of conditioning, where we focus mm-hmm. on two things, um, aerobic and anaerobic energy. So um, for the players out there, let's let's kind of define those and, and see what what they consist of. Wait, before we start, let's 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 break down and let's break it down into what time it is right now. We win off season, we we doing season. So ideally when we do conditioning program, that's when you know if people are in their off season and they they actually just enjoy their little vacation and now they're coming back to get ready for the season coming from off season to preseason. So right now we're in the, let's say we're in the first week of the off season. Yeah, let's say we're in the first week of the off season, right? And 
this is when we start to build a base. So you mentioned we start with aerobic conditioning. Uh, can you tell me a little bit of why we start the aerobic conditioning? Yeah, so actually, I, I like your analogy of kind of mapping out where we are. Let's say that um, you're a high school or college player and you go back to school or training in August. So right now, where our time frame is probably about early June. So we have ah, about okay. two Perfect. months, two months to kind of work through things. So Perfect. we'll start phase one early June. Um, aerobic energy system is kind of like your your base engine, right? This mm. is what will allow, allow you to physically be on the field for about 90 minutes. And there is a difference between being on the field and performing well, which we'll get into later. But this is your ability to stay on the field for 90 minutes. And it's the energy system that allows you to walk and jog around the field um, and feel able to play soccer while doing so. Um, this is a little bit in contrast to your anaerobic system, which is a little bit more short bursts of energy. And this what allows you to do little high intensity actions during the game, like maybe um, a little bit of a quicker run if you're going on a counter attack or if you're defending mm -hmm or you need to do a quick change of direction. Um, those are things that we are focusing on phase one and phase two is building up those two energy systems. Okay, and just to give you guys an example um, of um, things you can, you guys can actually apply. So for, let's say you're doing, in phase one, you, you're tackling the aerobic conditioning part. So arrow, for example, consists of um, let's say you have a field, right? So you run at like, I don't know, like 60%, 70% um, max speed, um, half of the field, and then you walk um, on the other side. And once you get to, to you walk, you run, you run at like 70% on the, I would say the long side of the field. And once you get to the side part of the field, the width part of the field, then you walk. And then once you get to the length part of the field again, and you run. You do that for, I don't know, like usually I, I when I do my own conditioning, I, I start the first week, I start with like 30 minutes, 25. Um, and then for, for anaerobic conditioning, that one is a little bit of, uh, it's like you, it's a little bit shorter, shorter distances. Then you, you run at like um, 80, 80, 80 percent. Now, I think that's too, phrase one is too early to do any percent. Like you do 75% max speed at give or take, you know, you do 15 seconds, 20 seconds hard, and then you jog, and then you do it again. So it's intermittent, kind of, one, one example is intermittent sprint. Yeah, and they're, they're both kind of designed to be done at a little bit lower level of intensity but to be done over a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a little bit in contrast to going out on like a long run of like two, three, four miles. But I think what soccer players intend to get better at by doing those long runs, that's mm -hmm. done in phase one of this program of improving yeah, you can, your you, endurance. Here's the other thing. You can use, it, it's, it's very common during the first, the, the phase one, for guys to go on long, long jog, that can get you uh, your your the aerobic capacity that you need. Sometimes players play other sports as a form of aerobic. You know, some players will play basketball. Some players will play um, 
I don't know, like say they play frisbee, just 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 to get going because they they've been off for a while and trying to get things back up, and they do things non-specific to soccer just to get the cardio up. Yeah, and that's great. Even something like swimming, like that would be yeah. good for aerobic conditioning too, because it's getting the heart pumping, and that's the one thing we're trying to improve is when you are on the field and you feel like your heart and your lungs cannot keep up with the game, that means your aerobic system is out of shape. And that's the main adaptation we're looking to get in phase one is getting your heart and lungs able to keep up with the rest of your body. Um, and yeah, that brings us to phase two. So let's say, mm. you know, we're through the month of, um, of June, and now we're getting into late June, early July. Now it's time to, to crank things up. And we're going to make things a little bit more soccer specific, quote unquote. Yes. Um, we're talking two things that will really allow you to not only be on the field for 90 minutes, but to play well. And those two things are one, changing direction, and two, repeated sprints ability. That change of direction, man, it, 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 it takes so much out of you. You know, when you doing, go on your long run, you know, you're not really making hard angle cut, you know, you, you're cruising. But once you stop, once you have to like decelerate, change direction and accelerate, oh, it, it just takes so much out of you, bro. Like it, I, I never look forward to phase two, <laughs> ever. It does. And this is the, the part of the conditioning process where it's like your lungs and your heart, they can keep up. But when you're making that defensive play and that attacker that's in front of you suddenly stops, and restarts and your legs kind of go like oh shit i can't move that fast like i'm yeah. out of energy that's what we're improving here with change of direction is because every time you change direction your legs are being zapped of their energy and that energy system needs to be developed yeah. and yeah you can do that by incorporating that within your anaerobic trails which would be a great idea um by increasing the number of your directional changes as well as the angles of it too right so you can say okay i'm gonna make a 30 degree cut or i'm gonna make a 90 or even 180 degree cut and vary, vary those based on how your fitness is and what your end goals are and the position you play and uh eventually that will improve that's what it's, it's, we we gotta say that again for for you know the people that are listening to this and Gonna try to make their own program and for coaches as well. I can't, we can't stress this enough, guys. The energy system that you need to be on the field for 90 minutes and the energy system that you need to be able to make repeated sprint and to be able to handle <clears throat> cutting, changing direction, those are two different energy systems. It's not the same. You're not gonna be able to train uh, your energy for change of direction and repeated sprint by doing long distances. Different energy system. It's not serving you. We can't stress that enough. Two different energy system here. Yep. And this is when we start to also talk about how this is just the conditioning portion of your yeah. of your off-season programming. This is not a complete um, guide because in phase one, right, we're also incorporating sprint training with long periods of rest. And in phase two, we are going to add on to that repeated sprints ability, meaning full effort sprints 
with very exactly. short rests in between. Exactly. And if you don't have the foundation for that, then you're going to be in trouble, um, which is part of the reason why it's in phase two to begin with, because even if it is, you still got to prepare for it. Um, so yeah, repeated sprintability, this is what's going to allow you to make that counter attack repeatedly in minute 90 when the play is going crazy, right? It's two, three, four counterattacks in a row. I know. You got to keep up because those are the moments that decide the game. And if you are not training for that, then you are going to have a problem because this is also something that may not show up in training. It, it might only exactly. show up maybe three, four, five times during the entire season, but you, you have to be ready for it. I love how you mentioned you didn't put repeated sprint ability in phase one. And the re there's a reason for that. It just, you know, you cannot start your your conditioning program by doing like hard sprint in the beginning. Your you were just on vacation <laughs> a month ago. Your muscles are not ready to handle that kind of load. So that's why we start you slow first with long distance running, intermediate sprint with longer period of rest. That's just to build your muscle up so you can handle those changes of direction and repeated sprint ability in phase two. Yep. And yeah, change direction, right? To change direction, you have to decelerate and you have to have good strength too. Oh my and God, yes. yeah, where, where is that being built? Phase one outside of your conditioning program. That's in your strength and your speed programming, which is important. Um, so, yeah, that just goes to show that you, you have to have a full comprehensive program. Um, and yeah, so that's that's phase two, changing direction repeatedly, sprinting repeatedly. And that brings us to phase three. So maybe you're you're in July now. Working through the it gets summer, it's more, spe more specific, more, more specific. match specific. Yep. So now, now we're we're doing match play. We're doing match play, and we're gonna break it down a little bit for you too of what the different kinds of of match play really emphasizes. Um, we'll start with more small sided games. Um, this is really gonna build on phase two, right? Because with small sided mm -hmm. games, you're gonna have less people on the field. You're going to be on the ball more. You're going to be running at higher intensities more because there's less players. Someone's got to do it. A lot, and a lot of repeated sprints. A lot of a repeated lot of sprints, a lot of accelerations, a lot of decelerations. And man, this is great to build on everything. It really, really is. Yep. Transition you right into phase two. You just build up that 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 engine for repeated sprint ability. And now you're gonna use it in a manner that in the manner that you know, you were meant to be, which is playing on the field. Yeah. Now you're using that 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 engine and applying to what you're going to do. So that's why we start, you know, you start with four no three on three, four on four, five on five. And then as phase three, as you get closer to the season, they start adding the numbers. Yeah, and it's it's important to really play small sided games effectively too because for example i played 3v3 last weekend with a few friends and we were all pretty out of shape and we played to have fun we did not play for performance and what i mean by that is when the ball went out of bounds we took our time to walk and go get it when when the game ended we took a 15 minute water break before we started the next one I cannot stress the amount of importance 
in the fact that if you are playing small-sided games and you are using it for fitness, you have to keep the intensity high. You have to, and it has to be organized. And it might even coming down to putting a two to three minute clock on the field and say, guys, we are going to play for three minutes as hard as we can. We're going to have 10 balls line up on the sideline. When the ball goes out, boom, get the next one, keep going. And we're going to map out how long we're going to work for and how long we're going to rest for. And we're going to make a plan and we're going to stick to that, which might be a struggle if you don't have oh teammates that I can want to already do that feel way. my lungs. I can already feel my lungs burning just, just listening to you. But I did that this summer, last summer, and it wasn't, oof, it was tough. It's tough. It was tough. Yep, yep. But these are the moments in the match where it's minute 85, minute 90, and you need to do like six, seven tiki-taka passes to to make your counterattack happen. You know, that's that's what you're really training for is that high intensity, like almost training against and for that high intensity press. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, as we go through phase three, moving into match play, um, see it a lot. Players say, oh, I cramped up because I'm dehydrated or I didn't eat enough, which sometimes can be true. In most cases, it's not true. It's just that you're out of shape. And you didn't expose (laughs) yourself to the game in a way that that really will allow your body to adapt over time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I think. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say as as phase three goes on, um, the the, the versus the match, the number of people on the field um, for training increases. You start to get eight on eight and then 11, 11. And then you transition to like pre-match, um, um, pre-season match, right? That's when you get your, okay, so this week we're going to do one pre-season match and the next week we're going to do two. And then that increases until you get to a point where you match fit for the season. Yep. Yeah, and this is why teams, when they start their preseason, you will often see that come 45 minutes time, especially in these pro games where they they – you know, Real Madrid, Barcelona, they come over to the United States. Mm-hmm. Minute 45, you have 11 changes. Because chances are, at that time, those players are fit to play for about 45 minutes. Can they do more? Yeah, possibly, probably. Um, but they're slowly building up their base. And maybe two, three weeks later, full team changes at 60 minutes. And eventually, by the time the season starts, you have nobody being subbed off at minute 60 because they're tired it's a tactical change instead there we go so much math a method to the madness there is there is but um yeah those are the kind of the guidelines for anybody to make their their conditioning program um we can go through the phases so phase one anaerobic you know intervals of two minutes plus and anaerobic about 30 seconds each with time to recover Longer rest, longer rest in that phase. Phase two, you're changing direction. You're sprinting hard repeatedly, um, really building up the the quads and the hamstrings in terms of the capacity they need to play and play well for 90 minutes. And then phase three, match play, slowly building up small sided games and, and full 11 on 11. And then there you go. And you're ready for the season, guys. That's just how it goes. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. This is not something that could be done 
hey, Andy, Berg, my season <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> oh, oh my God, yes. You know, like, you know how many of those I've gotten over the years? Yeah, I, I start my season in, in four weeks. Can I get fit? Bro. Can you? I don't know. We can get you somewhere, but I can't guarantee you'll be fit for 90 minutes, and I can't guarantee you won't get injured in the beginning of the season. Yes. Yeah. You're not really – your engine is not fully prepared. Nope, nope. And, again, it doesn't take long to get your body to be in enough shape where you are physically on the field for 90 minutes. That's pretty simple. Can you do that in four weeks? Yes. Can you play well? Can you make those hard sprints at the end? No. Nah. No. Because, remember, two energy, two different energy systems here, guys. Yep. Two different energy systems needed to play the game. Yeah, and that's a wrap. If you guys have questions, y'all know where to find us. All right, peace.